It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Well, Zach, I, I actually just finished crushing some chicken farm. I'm, I'm freaking ready to rock and roll. You are Locked On Auburn, your daily podcast on the Auburn Tigers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Yes, welcome on into Locked On Auburn, your daily Auburn Tigers podcast. I'm your host, Zach Blackerby. Joining me today on this Friday, Jake Crane, host of the J-Boy Show. How are you, my friend? Zach, I'm doing great, man. I appreciate you having me on, and uh, it's getting close, my friend. It's getting so close. We can almost feel it. So close to a scrimmage. Fall camp is heating up, man, and... um uh, a lot of exciting things. I, I want to talk about kind of the biggest news of the week. Tyrone Truesdale stepping away from the program entering the transfer portal earlier this week. Uh, this surprise you? How big of a deal is this? Is this hurt Auburn up front? Um, all of it. Yeah, we well, you know, and I'm not going to get into you know what it was, but whenever you lose experience, especially in the interior of the defensive line, it hurts. But I'm going to be honest with you. You know, I thought Truesdale didn't play very good last year. I think he he'd, he'd say that himself. Uh, teams towards the end of the year, especially Tennessee, said, well, we're just going to run it right at him because uh, he wasn't very physical. Mm-hmm. I think his mind was off of football, to be honest with you, and sometimes uh, it's good to part ways. And Auburn's got some young talent in there. You know, you look at Lee Hunter, a guy, a guy who has a chance to be really special. J.J. Pegues, once he gets some reps, we'll see how that goes. But somebody that talented, especially once they figure it out, and you've heard good things from Nick Easton, uh, can be a player, especially from a pass rush standpoint on the interior. And then Tony Fair. The UAB transfer. You want it playing time? Well, buddy, you're about to get it. We'll see Marquis Burt. I'm interested to see if they're going to slide Marcus Harrison's side a little bit, a guy that I think is pretty versatile. So while it hurts, uh, sometimes it can be good for both sides, and you got to play next man up. That's how it goes. Yeah, and uh, there's a lot of different things going on there, and, and I don't want to jump into it like you said, but what do you think this says about Harson? you know, as the leader of a program with a two-year starter leaving and he doesn't even seem phased by it? Well, accountability is back at Auburn. You know, it's it's not only about being friends and buddies. It's about you doing everything it takes every day. And in this league and in this division, you have to. And you're only as strong as your weakest link, and that's a cliche thing. Uh, but if everybody isn't on the same page uh, and, and you don't conform to the team and what they're doing, uh, then you need to part ways. I mean, that's what works. I mean, Nick Saban's unbelievable at it. You know, people forget. I forget the kid's name who uh, kind of went after a coach on the sideline at Alabama, a guy who played a lot of snaps. They kicked him off the next day. They don't play that game. It doesn't work at this level. To quote Mike Singletary, you can't win with them. Right, right. So uh, a story going around on Auburn Twitter today, halfway through practice, Brian Harson walks towards where the media is watching, and there are some fans and you know parents and kids watching as well. But he walked over and handed um, everybody over there an Auburn hat, just kind of went down the row and handed a lot of media an Auburn hat. And uh, there's a handful of media complaining about this, saying, why in the world would you hand uh, somebody covering the team for their job Auburn swag, Auburn merchandise? And, of course, Auburn fans are, like, pointing at them, like, are you joking? Are you kidding me? All these people that read you uh, would love a free Auburn hat. What are your thoughts on that? Well, you know, it's the same thing about these guys who just, you know, want to get political, the sports writers. they got to whine about something. It's not a big deal. I mean, if Nick Saban walked over there and threw him a hat, they'd probably start crying. Uh, so, uh, at the end of the day, I don't, I don't worry about that stuff. I mean, those guys, some people just like to complain. Uh, some people want to moan, and, and they don't feel good about themselves unless they do it. That's fine, because at the J-Boy Show, we don't do any whining. 
uh, we're just talking ball. They can do all that stuff because the the readers the readers will run away like Usain Bolt in a track meet. <laughs> what do you think about uh, what do you think about the scrimmage coming up for Auburn's fall camp? Any uh, any names in your mind to watch? Well, Zach, a guy we've been talking about. Me and you've talked about this. Tarvaris Dawson at yeah. wide receiver. I'm just telling you, this kid. And I was told this when he literally landed, got off the plane, uh, out of the bus, whatever, and started running around. He has very special ability. He needs to put on some weight, but this kid is not afraid. He's a guy that can go up and get it. He's got elite speed and change of direction for a guy that's his size. And people forget, as a corner, not even as a wide receiver, I think he gave up two catches in two years. He's just a football player. Watch out for him. I've been hearing a lot of great stuff. I brought up the Marcus Harris kid earlier on the defensive side of the ball, a guy that can be very versatile. I want to see how he rushes the passer and really how the offensive line looks. I mean, uh, they return a bunch of guys, but I always say just because uh, you're returning experience doesn't mean it, they're good players or they're going to help you. But I think Auburn's offensive line has a little bit of a chip on their shoulder. It's going to come down to the tackle position. And getting Brandon Council back is huge. Yeah. Seeing him move around, how healthy is how healthy he is. And then again, who's going to emerge as that second and third back for Auburn? Because you can't just feed Tank to death or you're going to have a carry-on Johnson situation. So right. I, I do want to say this too, Zach. When you have a new staff, and Mike Bobo said it the other day, they're still learning what guys do best. And you don't get a feel for that uh, fully until you scrimmage and, and the lights are on. And then you really still don't know because it's not a game. Some guys are a lot different in practice than they are in the game. So it's a big learning experience. Guys can still make a move. But those are a couple names to watch. Going back to the receiver position, uh, since you brought up Tavares Dawson, I mean, all summer the talk was about Elijah Canyon, Zevion Capers, uh, Javarius Johnson. But now uh, Kobe Hudson, now it seems like it's Tavares Dawson, Malcolm Johnson Jr., and Demetrius Robertson. Uh, I think there's going to be a big three, and then everybody's going to kind of fall off after that. Is there a chance that, you know, really what we thought of Auburn's big three throughout most of the summer, maybe none of them are part of it? Well, you know, there's always that chance. But, you know, you typically have three guys that are your main target guys and everybody else kind of specialized. But it's all hands on deck in that wide receiver room. I mean, there is not really outside of, you know, Demetrius Robertson. And, again, uh, he's played a bunch, didn't get a ton of looks. Uh, last year for Georgia, and there's not a lot of experience. But I think Canyon has high upside. Xavier uh, Capers, we all know his potential. He's got to go out there and block somebody. That's his number one problem. Because you're not playing. I, I GA'd with Cornelius Williams in South Alabama. You are not playing wide receiver unless you can block. And the guys that are willing to go out there and block, because that's the difference in a 20-yard run and a 70-yard run. And when you have a stable and a horse like Tank Bigsby, Every block counts because he is always one carry away from going the distance. So don't forget the blocking angle. I think you're going to see Javarius Johnson. Javarius Johnson, again, you got to do it in the game, like I said, but I think he's got high upside. Demetrius Robertson, it's so key that he plays well, not just because of what happens on the field uh, and those stats. People will be like, what do you mean? He is one of the only veteran guys in that room, and you can't be a leader if you're not making plays and making consistent plays especially at that position. So for the growth of the room, I think it's huge. And look, Zach, we're not going to know until we know. And we really may not know until Penn State. You're right. You're right. And just sticking with the receivers, Jake, I've heard that Kobe Hudson is sliding down the depth chart a little bit. Are, are you hearing similar things, or is it too early to tell? 
Well, you know what? Again, you look at that situation, you've still got time in fall camp. And, and look, if Toby Hudson is getting passed by guys, that means other good things are happening. Because Toby's got a bunch of talent. Uh, I wonder how much maybe of the playbook, Kobe, and people are like, oh, he's been here for this song and this song. I promise you, there's guys that'll be here three and four years and still really don't get it fully. Uh, I was joking. I think it was Rhett, with Rhett Lashley about that the other day. Uh, but if, if guys are passing him up, that means other guys are making plays. And that also makes him have to work even harder and make him have to make plays because the biggest thing that you can have in, the, in these rooms, regardless of position, is competition. Watch what T.J. Finley is going to do for Bo Nix. It's the same thing in the other way. Iron sharpens iron. That's a cliche, but it's true. You're listening to Locked on Auburn. So there's a few things in life that just aren't fun to talk about. One of them, excessive sweating. You know, when you're sweating through your shirt for no reason, it's the worst, right? Now, obviously, this isn't life or death, and there's much worse problems in the world, but it'd be nice if you could get rid of this. Nobody likes to pit out during an important speech, interview, first date, God forbid. You'd rather just not worry about it. And so that's why I recommend Sweat Block Antiperspirant Wipes. Sweat Block is stronger and more effective than most clinical antiperspirants. You simply apply it at night before bedtime, go to bed, and the next morning you wake up, wash, and you, uh, you go about your day without worrying about it. So be sure to check out our friends at sweatblock.com. Dot com. Use promo code locked on, or you can go to Amazon or CVS. But if you use that promo code locked on at sweatblock.com, you get 20% off. That is promo code locked on at sweatblock.com. It's Kubota Orange Day. Shop the year's best selection of Kubota tractors, zero turn mowers, and utility vehicles, including the number one selling compact tractor in the USA. And now through June 30, get 0% APR for 84 months or up to $3,300 off select compact tractors. See the details at KubotaOrangedays.com. Your family, your land, and your livestock deserve equipment they can count on. So find your local dealer today. That's KubotaOrangedays.com. Jake Crane of the J-Boy Show, our guest today. What do you guys have going on these days on the J-Boy Show, my friend? Well, yeah, you know, we have uh, didn't have a show that, that popped out today when we were recording this because uh, there's some things in the works that we are going to announce next week. Very excited. I really can't say anything more than that, uh, but it's a huge step for the show, uh, something that, that I'm very proud of, and, and I just really appreciate everybody out there, especially from the beginning, who believed in us and gave us a shot, and it's all going to pay off, and uh, we're about to have football covered like a blanket in a big way, so make sure you're following us on Twitter at the J Boy Show. And Instagram at the J Boy Show as well. Awesome, awesome, yeah, super happy for you, dude. All right, so talking about the offensive line, how long can you do the mix and match and trying guys in different spots until it's like, okay, these are our five, we got to roll with it. Well, yeah, well, you, you're always looking for the best five. I mean, not necessarily. All right, well, we got two guards, three tackles, this and this. You want to put the best five out there. And Brian Harson had a comment, uh, I believe, the other day that that made a lot of sense. Uh, when he was at Boise and they lost one game, I believe, in the season, they had 11 different offensive line lineups because you have to be – if somebody's going to get hurt, it's going to happen. Multiple guys are going to get hurt. You have to have not only five guys that can play, you got to have eight. And those eight, most of them got to be able to do more than one thing. And it's hard to ask a guard to slide out the tackle. It's a lot easier to slide a tackle inside the guard. Center's a totally different position. But you want to find the guys that have the best chemistry together the guys that work the best together 
from getting checks and, and doing things and, and being able to move as one organism. But also, if somebody gets hurt, we got to be able to slide a guy into that spot and the sixth guy on the chart, the seventh guy on the chart, the eighth guy on the chart, they've got to be able to do it too. So while you may have a starting five out there, it can also always be moving. And really the best teams are able to do that because there's some plays where you may bump a guy to another spot, even though that's a big tendency developer down the road, you have to be able to mix and match it, and I don't see that stopping. Sure, sure. So on the defensive side of the ball, Jake, throughout fall camp, there's been a, a tremendous amount of talk with the safety position, the nickel position, you know, the defensive backs in the middle of the field. Smoke Mondays solidify one of those spots, of course, but a lot of talk about by Darius Knighton, as well as Donovan Kaufman. Where is Ladarius Tennyson, Nehemiah Pritchett? And I love as much chatter as there's been about the defensive backs. You're not hearing anything about Auburn's top two corners and Roger McCreary and Drayshawn Miller because that's how I like my corners, Jake. I like no <laughs> one to know that they're out there. I like no one to ever have to say their name because they're doing their job. Yeah, I used to tell my guys at corner, I want you to, I want you to marry D.B. Cooper. I don't want them to ever know who you are or where you're at because if they don't know who you are or where you're at, you're doing your job 100%. And Auburn's got two of the best corners in the country. Uh, there's only a few other combos I'd put above them when you look at Ricks and Stingley at LSU. But Roger McCreary, in my opinion, is going to be a very high draft pick. I think it was a brilliant move for him to come back. I know for a fact that NFL scouts grade him very high. And it takes so much pressure off the safeties and the nickel when you can have two corners that can go out there and be effective in man, they can be effective in zone, and you brought up by Darius Knight, and you brought up Tennyson, you brought up Kaufman, all these other guys. I'm very interested to see how Derek Mason packages this on third and, pack, uh, third and passing downs because you can give so many looks, you can break so many tendencies, and you can have a lot of exotic pressures when you feel good about your safety and or safeties and corners. And, man, it'll be very interesting to see how he packages it, especially on blitz downs on third and passing. So you've coached defensive backs before. I mean, what are you looking at specifically from a technique standpoint right now if you're Derek Mason working with these safeties or Zach Etheridge working with these cornerbacks? Well, it depends on what you're running, obviously. You know, in press coverage, you're, you're looking for guys. I used to teach the pop step, and we're going to jam with the inside hand wheel and turn on the back hip. But you're looking at eyes right now. Whose eyes are in the right spot? If it's quarters and you're the corner, are you reading Q to two when you're one by seven off that wide receiver? Are you trying to cheat the play? Just things that, that matter when you're going against guys that run for you, that run, that run for four. Are guys keeping leverage mid-route? Are guys rerouting guys at nickel and zone coverage to help the safety out? Who's playing high in the sky? Do they keep getting depth as the play goes, or are they trying to, trying to cheat underneath in cover one? So it's all, all dependent on what you're doing. But to me, it was always eyes, balance, and leverage. Those are the three things that I was looking for. Every year, Jake, it seems like there's a fall crush, right? And it's usually an offensive player, but usually there's a guy that it really sounds like they're having an outstanding fall camp, and then the season starts, and Auburn fans are like, where, where did he go? What's going on? Do you think there's going to be a guy like that this year, or since you know it's a new regime, what's happened in the past doesn't really matter? Yeah, well, you, you always have surprises. It's almost built in. I mean, you have guys that will show up in practice, and then in the game, or once you get to game week, they just look different. And then you have guys that, you know, may get beat a couple times in practice early, and, you, and you're down on them, and all of a sudden they come on uh, as the lights come on. So it happens everywhere, every year. Uh, it's like recruiting. You have guys that are bust, that, that are ranked high, and you have guys that weren't ranked, weren't ranked high 
uh, that ended up being pretty special. So I wouldn't freak out. That's always going to happen. Sure. You're listening to Locked on Auburn. Today's show brought to you by BetOnline, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Head over to BetOnline.ag. Use promo code LOCKEDON, and uh, you can get a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Get in on the action at BetOnline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. Today's show also brought to you by the best-tasting protein bar on the planet, Built Bar. There is a special going on right now, a limited-time flavor, Rocky Road. I ordered my box over the weekend. Uh, I should get here any day now. Very, very excited. All the bars, though, high in protein, low in calories. Go to Built.com, use promo code LOCKED15, and get 15% off your order. Use promo code LOCKED15, L-O-C-K-E-D, 15 for 15% off at Built.com. Jake, the quarterback position, we really hyped it up at some points of the offseason about, like, okay, maybe there's going to be a quarterback battle here it doesn't really seem like that's legitimate. Uh, I said that as soon as Harson announced that Bo Nix would be one of the guys representing the Tigers at Media Days. As soon as that was happening, I was like, okay, this isn't a quarterback battle. But it seems like Finley's doing well. It seems like he's showing off that arm and, uh, and really sounds like he's soaking up this new offensive scheme. What have you heard about that? Well, TJ, TJ's a natural thrower of the ball. Obviously, he has a strong arm. A lot of guys can throw the fastball. The difference is T.J. Finley can throw the changeup, too. And you, you're born with that. It's hard to teach somebody that. Uh, it's like pitching. Some guys are just natural throwers of the ball. I think the offense fits him perfectly. And, again, you're being coached by one of the best quarterback gurus in the country and Mike Bobo. So I think he's going to continue to get better. And, listen, Auburn didn't sign him to start this year. Bo Nix is going to be the starter. But what it does is now if something happens to Bo Nix, uh, and he were, you know, God forbid an injury happens or something, you're not putting in a true freshman in Demetrius Davis in the hardest league outside of the NFL and in the hardest division outside of the NFL uh, in the SEC West. And then looking forward, if Bo Nix has an incredible year and gets drafted, you have a guy that has experience right there that can be the starter next year. So this was a long-term play, but I've heard TJ's having a great, great camp. And the yeah. thing people need to understand about TJ is he is a very high IQ guy. And he studies very hard. He wants to play. He wants to be the best. And he has experience, which is huge in this league. And once Auburn gets up on Akron and Alcorn State, do not be surprised to see T.J. Finley come in there and not only you know get a bunch of snaps, but play pretty well. How would you handle, uh, assuming Auburn blows out Akron and, and you know the Georgia States of the world, how how would you handle the quarterback balance? How long would you keep Bo Nix in there? Let's assume they score on every drive, right? How would you how would you balance the playing time for Bo Nix, Finley, and then D Davis or Grant Loy, whatever order you want to put them in? Yeah, to me, it's not really about the points. It's about seeing if there was some chemistry developed with this new wide receiver group and going under center and making sure Bo has enough reps of getting that quarterback center exchange from underneath being able to get into his drop and keep his eyes downfield and see the safety rotation. So, you know, I, I guess if, if Auburn, you know, is up 35, 42, somewhere in the third quarter, you're going to see him taken out. But to me, it's not just about the points. It's seeing how he spread it around. Was he developing chemistry? Did you get enough wide receivers, enough look? How are the routes and, and the timing and all that? So I think it's more dependent on that than anything. Zach. Sure. That makes sense. That makes sense. What a uh... – just last question here, and I'll let you go, my friend. Really appreciate your time. Just in case I don't get a chance to chat with you before the season starts, give me a, give me a final prediction for the season. 
when I look at it, and listen, I think the West is as deep as it's ever been from a whole division standpoint. Alabama won't be as elite, especially offensively, as they were last year. I think if Auburn can go eight and four or better, it is a hell of a year for Brian Harson. Mm-hmm. Uh, seven and five would probably be the most common thing you're going to see. A lot, in my opinion, hinges on that Penn State game. Not the whole season, but the final record. Because if you win that Penn State game, you have an unbelievable chance of being 4-0, and going to LSU, then Georgia coming back. But you got to beat Arkansas. you got to beat Ole Miss. you got to beat Mississippi State. And then see where the chips fall after that. Because uh, it's going to be a hell of an interesting season. And it's going to be tough. But I think Auburn has a chance to sneak up on some people. And look, uh, football's like life. It's a game of momentum and angles. And I wouldn't be surprised if Auburn surprised a few people because Auburn coaches the first year tend to do a lot better than people think. Right, right. Jake, give us the rundown of uh, what all's going on with the J-Boy Show and how they can find all of your stuff. Yep, uh, you can find us uh, on YouTube at the J-Boy Show for right now, Apple Podcasts and Spotify. you always be able to find it there. We're on Twitter and Instagram at the J-Boy Show. Uh, as usual, next week we have a big announcement. Uh, it'll be early next week. Uh, and we're going to keep a very similar format. You're going to get interviews, and we are going to start engaging with the audience. You will be able to ask questions live during the show. We'll drop the time, and we have a very special person making the announcement. So make sure you are, to, to, not to steal this, you are locked on to what we've got going on early next week. <laughs> awesome, Jake. Thank you for your time, brother. Anytime, Zach. You're doing a heck of a job, buddy. Let's talk again. Absolutely. You're listening to Locked on Auburn. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.